Welcome to Inspiring Conversations, bonus content from Ocali's Inspiring Change podcast. I'm Simon Buer. In episode two, we spent the day at the Ohio State Fair, talking to lots of different people about the sensory-friendly morning and some other new features that were introduced to help make the fair more accessible and navigable for people who have sensory, mobility, and other challenges. At the beginning of that dazzling Wednesday in July, before the fair officially opened, I spoke with Alicia Schultz, the marketing and PR director of the Ohio Expo Center and State Fair, and Angela Kreil, vice chair of the Ohio Expositions Commission. We basically talked about how the sensory-friendly morning and some of the other new features came together, what they were, who was involved, and how they happened. Just a couple of quick notes before we roll into it. The interview took place inside the annex of the Voinovich Livestock and Trade Center, so the recording can sound a little cavernous and echoey at times. But that's part of the charm and authenticity of field recordings. There's also an offhand reference to a comment made by a Virgil about 4 minutes and 13 seconds into the interview. I was referring to Virgil Strickler, the general manager of the Ohio State Fair. This was his comment. The Ohio State Fair isn't just about food and rides. It is about community. We want to make the fair as enjoyable as possible for all Ohioans. And sensory-friendly morning is one way we can achieve that goal. Now that the housekeeping stuff is out of the way, here's my full conversation with Alicia Schultz and Angela Cryle. Let's, I guess, just start from the the beginning. So what is the sensory-friendly day here at the Ohio State Fair? Yeah, so Sensory Friendly Morning is something that we wanted to do just to make the fair a little friendlier. You know, if it's a simple thing like turning down the lights and sounds, just to make the fair a little more inclusive and and accessible. Yeah, but I mean, affairs in general are kind of like sensory overload experiences, right? There's the sights, the sounds, the smells, the heat, the people. So walk me through like that process of like, how do you dial back the fair? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a very good question. I mean, it is a challenge because like you mentioned, there are many things going on at the fair every single day. Right. And, um, you know, when we thought about doing this, we had met with some other fairs that have had similar programs in the past. And we wanted to see what it was that they had done and how we could implement something here at the Ohio State Fair. And we were at a board meeting. And I mentioned this, and um, Angela Kreil, who is on our board, shared that she worked with Ocali, and they would be a wonderful resource. And so that kind of began our relationship in the steps toward how is it that we can actually dial back the fare? Because as much as this is something that we would like to do, I'm not an expert in this area, but Ocali are the experts in this area. And so we had several meetings um, out out of the Ocali office. We did some walkthroughs here on site just to kind of figure out the lay of the land and what is it that we can do to make the fair friendlier. So, you know, is that, like I mentioned, turning down the lights and Mm -hmm. the music and making sure the marching band isn't marching and, you know, trying to reduce some of the, the stimuli that are already going on here. But also, you know, what is it that we might have that we can really beef up and make sure people are aware of? Mm -hmm. Because we have a a beautiful eight-acre natural resources park that's actually a level two arboretum. And, you know, as I've spoken more with all of the experts at Ocali, I've learned how that that kind of an environment is actually naturally sensory calming. You already have that built into the overall fair. Exactly. So it's not like you have to build something else. Right. And and because of where that's located, 
We work to try to build out a designated parking area where visitors who are coming to the fair for sensory friendly morning can park kind of actually more within the grounds of the fair mm -hmm. versus the hike that you might have to park if you were up car parked close to Moffray Stadium and had to walk all the way down. So we wanted to get people right inside the grounds, give them the information they need to know about what it is at the fair that they could experience um, either like Natural Resources Park or other things they might choose to opt into that would be acceptable, like maybe visiting the petting zoo or, um, you know, maybe touching the udders and milking a cow. Or Is that legal? <laughs> you can do that. You can really do that. Wow. Yeah, we have a milk a cow exhibit every single day where you can really do that. So, um, but it, it's been a really great journey for us sure. to partner with Ocali That's on this great. initiative. Angela, can you talk a little bit about that partnership and how the different players came together for this for this event? Yeah, so it was really just by happenstance, yeah. um, and it was a, a wonderful, serendipitous moment. Uh, I was at a board meeting. Um, I'm a, a commissioner with the Expo Commission, which puts on the state fair, and uh, Alicia said, we're going to have a, we're exploring having a sensory friendly day. And my face lit up and I looked at her and I'm like, I can help with that. My friends at Ocali can help. And I was so excited to put these two amazing organizations together um, because I do know, um, you know, from personal experience with taking my niece to Walt Disney World, what a challenge it is. I'm getting teary eyed, I'm sorry. Um, what a challenge it is for kids who, who face those issues to enjoy the things that other kids get to enjoy. And knowing that those kids are gonna get, sorry, get to come to the fair today and have an experience here that they wouldn't other, otherwise get to have is really, really great. And it's just like everybody else, right? Just like everybody else. Yeah. That's the important thing. Yep. I've got a quote from Virgil uh, who said that the fair just isn't about food and rides, but uh -huh. it's about community. Uh -huh. So how does this event uh, support that idea of the fair is for, for everyone, the fair is for the community? Right, definitely, it, because it is, you know, and it's it's something where, you know, you could get caught up in the mm -hmm. fair being about, you know, what is deep fried and on a stick <laughs> or what is, you know, the wildest ride that you can go on. Yeah. But that's not what it is about. It, it, Virgil's right. It's about community and making sure that we're celebrating all Ohioans. And so, you know, this is one of those ways that we can make sure that we are allowing other communities to be a part of the fair. And so, you know, we have other initiatives that we're doing. We give away tickets to various nonprofit organizations to bring community partners in here. Mm -hmm. um, we've had special days where we do drives for like Ronald McDonald House, mm -hmm. and we're working with opportunities for Ohioans with disabilities. We've installed wheelchair charging stations throughout the grounds. And, and we that's have, the first time this that's year? That's the first time this that's year. Cool. Yeah, yeah, it's very exciting. And we um, we also work with them on these Ira Smart glasses. Yeah, tell me and about those. Yeah, so um, with the Ira Smart glasses, if you already have the glasses or you download the app and you are blind or have low vision, um, those individuals, basically when they walk within the geofence area of the fair, Ira can connect you to a real-time agent who basically would see through your phone or the app or the smart glasses. So they serve as your eyes. They while serve you're there. as the eyes. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, they can tell you that the deep fried buckeye is, you know, forty feet to your left or the nearest restroom sign is, you know, down an aisle to your right. And it's just one of those initiatives where, like you mentioned and Virgil mentioned, the fair is about community and 
what are these small steps we can take to make sure that the fair celebrates everyone yeah. in the community in Ohio? Right, and so that gives people who are blind or visually impaired a chance to maybe experience the fair in a more independent way than, than they may normally get to do it, right? Correct, exactly. So, yeah, that's really cool. Um, can you talk about uh, any of the challenges uh, that you had? Because obviously you'd have to get in buy-in from the, the ride operators and, and other folks who participate in the fair. Did you have any any challenges to work through with them yeah. or any difficulties with You know that? what? We actually didn't. It's, wow. it's amazing because everyone is so supportive of this initiative and we're very fortunate. We have a brand new ride provider this year, Tally Amusements, okay. and they had actually been a part of this at another fair, the State so Fair of it. Texas. So they knew what it was. They, yeah. Exactly. They knew what it was and so they're very familiar with the process and um, you know we worked with the individual who manage our grounds entertainment out on the grounds and the band and the choir. We're um, the only fair in the country that has their own youth band and choir. They each have about 200 members and everyone was more than willing to adjust their schedules and make sure that anything that could be a sensory overload is an opt-in that you would have to try to be a part of these and that we're out on the grounds and you know trying to make everything just toned down a little bit yeah. whether that's the lumberjack show modifying or reducing their the volume um, and talking about protective headgear for earphones or, we also have a sensory area where yeah. kids can go if they need to exactly. just kind of unplug for a little while and oh. it's air conditioned and got some it's wonderful in there and other different things to it, it's amazing and I mean again those experts at Ocali coming out here and bringing in all of the materials to make that space a safe comforting space where people can kind of just restore cool. yeah, yeah cool off for a few <laughs> minutes have some water take a break, take a break. Yeah. yep and then, then you can get back out yeah. and maybe try it again at the fair. And I'm sure we'll get lots of great feedback this year with other adjustments that we can make moving forward. And, you know, that's what this is all about. This is a step in the right direction. Mm -hmm. And we are so open to, you know, information about what else we can do to sure. make the fair more accessible. Well, I'll be talking to people all day, so I'll, I'll definitely pass along yeah, you'll have any lots suggestions. Of insights. <laughs> yeah, 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 or recommendations that, that people have. I think that's been our biggest challenge with this is that, we want to do so much mm -hmm. and there's so start? many opportunities to make improvements. So how can we do something small yeah. now that helps and then continue to build on it every year? And I do think that's our goal is to, is to continue to make the experience longer, better, um, more, um, more opportunities throughout the grounds in more places mm -hmm. and all of those things over time. Um, we all got really excited and there were a million things we could do, but you we, had to, we had to start somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Because mm -hmm. yeah, the the sensory friendly morning is, I guess we should have started with that, is from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. today. So it's a it's a three hour window basically right. for folks to take advantage of. And um, during that time, what's going to happen? The the we kind of touched on it a little bit, but um, the the sounds of the midway are going to be kind of toned down a little bit. The lights, mm -hmm. but there are other things that are. Yeah, that's right. So we would normally have you know ambient music and announcements and things that we played over the loudspeaker, mm -hmm. and all of those are completely turned off. And like you mentioned, the rides, there's usually some music in there and flashing lights and. All of those have been turned off and we've communicated with our vendors and all our partners here, you know, no using, you know, microphones and just toning down everything a notch. Just for, for, that, for the yeah, yeah, for the morning period. And yeah. you know, one of the things too is that we realize that 
crowds are a factor sure. and that you know it's difficult to control the crowds. We don't necessarily know when people are going to attend the fair, but so what we did do was we picked a weekday morning mm-hmm. when crowds are naturally lighter so that we can try to make sure that this experience can be maximized because there's just fewer people on grounds as a whole. You know, this is something where, you know, perhaps a Saturday morning is more convenient for family schedules. Sure. But unfortunately, uh, it's convenient for a lot of family schedules. I've and been here means, on a Saturday. Yeah, yeah. see, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's wall-to-wall people. It is. It's, yeah. it's packed. And yeah. so we wanted to do this at a time when, you know, you've got a little more room to breathe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Alicia, you had mentioned other fairs across the country are doing this. Texas, are there other ones that, that have similar kind of sensory-friendly initiatives? That there you know? are. There's actually a great handful of fairs okay. um, that do this. And so, you know, we have um, in the fairs, there's an association uh-huh. where we can all meet. And so we've all met and talked about it. And there's a, like a group message board where we've all been sharing ideas about how to execute sensory-friendly mornings. And so I can't think of the names of all of sure. the fairs off the top of my head, but there's a good, you know, probably 10 fairs across the country that are are starting similar initiatives like this. And I think it's one where, you know, as that association, the International Association of Fairs and Expos, and all working together, we can spread these initiatives across the country. So not just the Ohio State Fairs becoming more accessible, but many are. Yeah, and what about like county or local fairs? Like there's no reason they couldn't also pursue these same kind no, of... No, exactly. You know, another one of our board members is involved in the Adams County Fair here in Ohio, and they've taken some great strides as well to make their fair more accessible. And they have some opportunities where individuals can learn how to be a showman and get in the show ring with animals. And so you're right, whether it's the county fairs or the state fairs, there's minor adjustments that can be made um, that can make a big impact. Yeah. With, you know, with 20, I think it's 20,000 youth. Mm-hmm. Is that right, Alicia? Sounds about right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that are part of the fair. There are kids involved that have sensory issues themselves that are showing here at the fair. Mm-hmm. And there are kids with autism who are showing here at the fair. And there are kids They've been with, part of the fair for years. They have been, yeah. they've always been part of the fair. Right. They've always been part of 4-H. We just don't, we don't, we don't know because it's not something that we like call out yeah. it's, they're right. just here and they're yeah. participating and that's who they are and it's part of them and so I think that's that's something that's to be celebrated um, in my mind is that that's always been a part of the fair it's mm-hmm. just now we're allowing people who may not have always participated to come and experience it too yeah so yeah that's really cool um, I know it's early but you're probably already thinking about next year have you been talking about different plans or ideas for what we can do to expand this beyond 2019. You know what? I think. Go ahead, Angela. Yeah, do you have some ideas? No, I think Mm -hmm. I think we've seen the interest. We know people want it. We and we just some notes. Yeah, we (laughs) want to make it better and brighter and more wonderful for everybody. So um, we welcome feedback and ideas. That's part of my job as a commissioner with the Expo Commission is to take those ideas and bring Mm -hmm. them back so that the staff can evaluate them and and talk about whether they're they're feasible or not. And so. as folks are, you know, thinking about it, experiencing it, experiencing other activities and other places around the state and around the country, if they have ideas, bring those to the Ohio Expo Commission. Our information is on the website, the State Fair website. You can contact any of the commissioners. We'd be happy to listen to ideas and feedback. That's awesome. Awesome. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Thank you. I love it. 
You're listening to Inspiring Conversations, bonus content from O'Kelly's Inspiring Change podcast. I was talking with Alicia Schultz, Marketing and PR Director for the Ohio Expo Center and State Fair, and Angela Kreil, Vice Chair of the Ohio Expositions Commission. As Angela mentions towards the end of the interview, you can learn more about the Ohio State Fair and connect with fair commissioners and staff through the State Fair website, ohiostatefair.com. Be sure to subscribe to Inspiring Change wherever you get your podcasts. And if you or someone you know needs an accessible version of this podcast, visit ocali.org slash podcasts and click on the link to Inspiring Change. Thanks again for listening. I'm Simon Buer. See you soon.